Hello and welcome into this episode which is 205 of Keaton's Craft Collective. I'm Louise and today I've got bits and pieces. I've got a blather with Beyond Bereft. I've got a rundown of the retreat section and I've just got a little roundup of my knitting. So get your cup of tea or your dram or do your weeding, Lisa. I'll let you know what cracks been in Keithness this past week. I also have a pod dog, Buckle, who is on his beanbag, but he's in the other room. And he might make noise too. So, let's get going. The blather. Bereft. Do you have the feeling of listlessness when you've finished a book or a TV series or a film series? Recently, there's been endings to some of the big franchises that have been going on for years, such as Game of Thrones and The Avengers. Both could go in different ways, but their story arcs have concluded, and whether it was to your satisfaction or not, once the credits rolled, you knew that was it. For now. You may have had that stare into space moment where the screen went dark, and then you got to think about what happened. Were you ecstatic because it worked out in the end? Or were you trying to work out why your mind is still reeling and you feel like you should still be in Hobbiton dancing with the Hobbits? I get that with a, a lot of the time, especially after a book that I've enjoyed. That's when I know how good a work it's been. Mostly a fiction, to be honest, but when it stays with you over days, sometimes months over, was the wait worth it? Did you get your answers? And now, what do you do with your time and your imagination? Lots of things in life are like this. I mentioned last episode, Richard successfully completed the Keltman Triathlon. And it was, <laughs> get this right this time, 2.4 miles, 126 mile cycle, and then a marathon over hills. And he did it in 15 hours and 7 minutes. So, But after that, he has the time that he spent in training to now fill up. And a lot of times when you worked up to an event this is what you feel I'm supposed to be doing something and you don't have to and then a few well nearly a month ago or two now I will talk about it in the next bit I had the Keithness Craft Retreat I spent quite a lot of time organising this and no I do not grudge the time at all a week after I didn't know what to do with myself it was over my friends had gone home her fun was done but we had memories and we had new stories I think that's what we need to take forward from the feeling of being bereft of what we loved. It's not there to look forward to or to be experienced, but it's happened and it's part of who we are in various ways. And now we have that extra story to ourselves. This happens with making things too, such as I am making a pair of socks for my mum. I told her they were for her in the end. And whilst I'm enjoying the feeling of the yarn and the colours, it's knitting up into. I have the story of how this sock was going to be toe up, but is now cuffed down and why. And then when I hand them over, I will miss the lovely yarn. I mentioned that last episode. And the handy wee grab bag that I have to take with me when I'm out and about. Made by Helen. I still use it, Helen. But if I get bereft, I'll think of my mum's feet being warm. And her knowing that I made them for her in mind. And I know that she'll be happy. We have a double ready break glow. For those of you who don't know what that is, look up on YouTube advert of ready break. Old advert and then you'll understand. It also happens when someone leaves your life for whatever reason. 
be it they came out and they said some pretty awful things for who knows what reason and someone you admired for their talent has shown a side of themselves without apology which without apology is unacceptable and thus we must move on. It's okay to feel a bit weird and out of sorts. It means that the artistic wonder has touched your soul. It can enrich your memory stash or your actual stash. It means that the experience or the item has worth. Also, it shouldn't stop us from reading the book, watching the films, loving someone or living. Sometimes doors close, but we can go beyond bereft. So here's to the next reason that you will enjoy for being bereft next. Now, I would normally put the Sandy and Daisy giggle in, but you're actually going to get division and me clearing my throat, so just bear with me. <coughs> oh, a quick Planet Womble. Um, I had ordered some shampoo bars from Friendly Soap Company, and they, had, they were good price, actually, soaps. The shampoos, toiletries, decent prices. Loved the recycling packages and a decent postal price. And I used the shampoo, wasn't at all impressed with it. My hair felt greasy. Um, Daisy didn't like it. Her hair was looked greasy. And they do suggest online that you could use an apple cider vinegar to sort of take out the chemical of the grease, which is what the natural product of the shampoo has been trying to get out the chemicals. But my hair and Daisy's hair just didn't adjust and it was I think nearly a month I'm gonna say definitely three weeks that the shampoo bar lasted for a family of four Richard didn't mind it he's gone off with it offshore and he's, he says it's fine and his hair looks quite nice but um he's got kind of short hair Sandy's well I'm not too sure because he's a teenage boy and he goes swimming a lot and doesn't wash his hair as much as he could but Daisy and I's Mm, not impressed so um but in comparison to the lush shampoo bar that i had it was a camel chameleon one loved it it was greasy after the second wash but had gone by the fourth wash daisy wasn't as keen but i stuck with it and everybody else never said anything and it also lasted quite a decent length of time for a family four i'm going to say it lasted two months which See, it was quite good for the price that they're paying for it. So I would recommend the Lush shampoo bars, but not the Friendly Soap Company shampoo bars. Um, their uh, soaps are nice. Uh, body soaps, I like them. I like the travel soap and I like the patchouli soap. And I like how they've got friendly packaging, but that is my take on their shampoo bar. So we do have to have a sensible balance of conscious planet saving and budgets. Right, moving back on. <coughs> My apologies for the uh, clearing of the throat, but as you can hear, I don't know why. Maybe it's because I haven't spoken to enough people the past couple of days. Right, the retreat. This is the review of this year's Caithness Craft Collective John O'Groats Retreat. It's well over a month past now, but I hope for those that came, they think, oh, two weeks ago I was doing this, three weeks ago I was doing this, and you're not too bereft. I myself went into zombie mode the week after to catch up and get my house back in order. There was a lovely group of attendees this year, and every year of course. I'm really heartfelt to thank the ones who have come back every year since it started too. 
It's very special to me that they've continued to head north to talk non-stop, like we only just saw each other last week. It's also special to me that we have attendees who come for the first time, some for the first ever retreat, and those in between. You are all very special to me. There's also special ones who signed up and didn't make it for some reason. So everyone involved in the retreat is special. I wish Booker would stop rattling on. I don't know whether you're going to be annoyed by him or my throat. This year's theme was sharing is caring. For this, I had an icebreaker, which they had to write a fact that was either weird, interesting or factual. It was actually quite good fun. I got them all to write it on a piece of card and then gathered them up, shuffled them and read them out and we had to guess who wrote it. When we found out some really fun facts here and interesting ones. Icebreakers can be a bit of things to cringe over, but I quite like this one because, well, I did the talking in front of the group mostly and then by the time we were done, I think, everyone was okay to talk. I also got to give out the goodie bags, which is always my favourite part of the retreat. This year, they were lime green. There are no more left, sadly, so I can't say they're very exclusive to the, the attendees. In them, I put together a wee decoration bubble that snaps together and inside I put some shells from the seaside down by my house and I got the bairns to try the tongue twister. She sells she seashells on the seashore. Anyway, obviously not for me today. I can do the Peter Piper one, but not this one. In them were the selection of local to me shells, limpets, top shells, mussels, colours of whelks, winkles, sea urchins, sea cowries known as goaty buggies, and a wee sea-rounded stone and some, some got pottery, some got sea glass, which had been sanded by the sea. Also, there were notion pouches in Keithmas Tartan, and inside had a British coastal bird pattern. These will never stop making me smile and laugh. Now, the notion pouch pattern is a luli one, and you can see these on her Etsy shop. It has a magnetic snap on it, and you can buy them ready-made, or the pattern alone, or the pattern with materials. I bought one last year, I think November time, with a puffin inside. And I was thinking about getting puffins again, and then I saw British coastal bird fabric and thought, ah, ooh, that's good, I like that. Got it home, opened it up, found the pattern repeat was way bigger than I was expecting. <laughs> so, some people got bits of birds, some people got their faces, everybody got a bird of some kind. The fabric itself was nice and thick though, which is actually more important when lining a notion pouch. If you are in a notion pouch shopping mode, and apart from my zip ones of course, you should go look at zip eh, at Luli's Etsy shop. They really don't take very long to sew up, but do have to follow the pattern precisely because otherwise you get the magnetic snap in the wrong place, because I know a few people have done this. <laughs> Me, for a start. But not on any of the ones that I made for the retreat because I'd learned that lesson. Also in the goodie bag were name badges using up the bits of Keith's tartan and bird fabric. And then I hand sewed them together. Also, I got the machine to embroider the names. I put in a card from Inspired by Keith Ness who takes photographs of local landscapes and then she digitally, digitally masters them. And there were wee howling coos or sheep brooches. Also in the goodie bags were extras from the retreat guests, such as a small lavender pouch from the lovely Julia and some beeswax lip balm from 
very kindly sent over via a bedroom motion from 100 projects and they have the podcast to use fiber adventures so do go listen to them I might have actually got the name of that a bit wrong but i will put it in the show notes um there will be show notes so it'll just be very short where are we um, also, there was a special piece of artwork from Lorna's daughter by Ailey, who is really funny and talented to follow on Instagram. Um, we also had a show and tell and share your thing that you know on Friday, where there were many, many wonderful works of art and craft. Some special helpful sharing where Suzanne had the knowledge of the fish lips kiss heel, and I've seen a few uh, socks sensory treat with these fishless kits heel. So Suzanne, you have started a thing. Lorna did a brilliant needle felting small class. There are beautiful pictures of her robin. And she's written a really good blog about the weekend. And Kelly has... Not Kelly. Kelly's the her host friend. Marsha had... has done a really wonderful um, retreat episode in their podcast. Kelly is in the podcast, but she wasn't actually at the retreat, which was a shame, but, you know, there you go. Marsha was, so... (laughs) Right, where were we? So, Lorna did the needle felting class. Uh, Barbara had the knowledge of all things lavender, which was very interesting. Nick had the knowledge of weaving, which was beautiful. Sheila had the knowledge of looms and... Also, if you have a needle you're trying to thread and it's just not threading, turn it around. Because all needles are made in a machine that has a wee funnel on one side of the eye of the needle to help threading. Who knew? So if you turn the needle, you'll find the shape of the funnel and your thread will get channeled into your eye of your needle. (laughs) Also, then Babe said, if you wet the needle, not your thread, this assists. And I will add, cut your thread on a diagonal. So therefore, we can all sew from now on. There was so much more helpful, knowledgeable tips and knowledge. And knowledge? More knowledgeable tips and knowledge. But it was really good. Next, Neck of Yarn from the Plain fame kindly had her shop up to sell her yarns and fibres. And I love this part of the weekend. Just to stare at the yarn colours. Often just to look and then go, ooh picked up something and then I went and sat down and just looked and then went back and bought. I bought some sock yarn coloured rhubarb and custard. Right everybody. And also some sock yarn in purples and pinks and blues. And if you want to see how this knits up, go look I'm smiling at you, Catherine Limer's Instagram page because she bought some too and has actually finished her socks. <clears throat> I started joking that I was going to steal hers and Julia's and Emily's to make a garment and the joke kept going on and on. So we all got to knit on Catherine's sock and I pretended to steal it a few times. I was joking, honest I was. Sometimes people don't get my sense of humour. But then Barbara had bought one too and had been actually missed out on me winding up Catherine. And then she gave me hers as a present, which was just so kind of Barbara. And Catherine's face was <laughs> a picture. I nearly peed myself laughing for it. Seriously, I was only joking. I think maybe my sense of humour, like I say, sometimes a bit dry for everyone, but me, which I don't understand, until, well, then it goes too far. I really never mean offence. Even if I say I'm joking, 
I'm mortified if others sort of take it so. So please, if I say I'm joking, I am joking. Right. And most of the time I'm thinking the mickey out of myself. We had our pub quiz, which is ever Richard organised and ever. It was impossible, but we had fun. And then I left them a bottle of old Pulteney to dram on because I had the bairns and it was getting late. Richard was offshore the entire weekend and missed it terribly. I missed him for taking the bairns away early, but as it was, I got an earlier night than normal. Sleep is very important at a retreat, you know. This week had the worst week weather ever that we've had, and to take advantage of the dry morning, I moved the workshop to the afternoon, so when we would traditionally go and look for puffins. But some did indeed go looking or go to sleep or castle me or zoom around and in the afternoon I gave it the materials to make a lavender sachet. It was quite chilled out and I personally enjoyed the workshop quite a lot and then in the evening we went out for dinner to the local bistro where Catherine Limer was knitting on the socks that she passed around for everyone to knit a few stitches in and then I tried to steal them. <coughs> yeah her face and I kept them made me feel quite guilty. It's like kicking a puppy and then we went back up to the retreat it's uh, the short chalet and then it was done and obviously the next day I tidied up and lots of hugs were given and by finished I mean finished finished thank you to everybody who came up this year and I really hope that you had enough fun to be bereft after what I was hoping that you would do is continue to have friendships that you've made here or even um call it collaborations uh, which is always a good thing and to sort of feel like I've had a a sort of part in that makes my ego really big (laughs) but um, I also decided at the end of last year that this is my last retreat that I was going to organise it's nothing in particular and nobody in particular mum made me say make sure you don't say it too soon because they'll think it was them and honestly it wasn't it isn't I just feel like I've run my course with this one and I've thought long and hard and it pains me that I won't get my stalwarts up for the gentle few days at the end of May but I just don't want to organise it. So thank you to everyone who's made it north or tried to make it north and I hope you'll always have a bit of John O'Groats in your hearts. <coughs> I'm hoping I'm covering the microphone but I don't think I am when I'm clearing my throat. Right, uh, knitting, um, very quickly. I finished the knitting that I was doing on the One Skein Shrug by Laura Groff and I'm using Keithness Heritage Yarns. Um, basically, it's a big rectangle and then I've got to kitchener the ends together somehow, which I haven't read that part of the pattern yet. So, yeah. Ooh, I've just seen a massive cobweb in my wind- window. Oh, that's terrible. Don't you tell Richard that that's there. I'll have to get that tidied up. <laughs> or anybody else, actually, before they come in. The spider's obviously hungry. Right. Um, so I have finished that and I just need to do the kitchener in. I think I've got enough. I think it'll block a little bit bigger than it looks just now. And the heritage yarn, it's going to be cosy. It's lovely. really enjoyed knitting with it. There is bits that I'll be picking out of it. Um, we were knitting out, well, 
we were, I was knitting outside in the garden on Monday. Uh, we had a beautiful hot day and um, it's not been since, but there you go. And I, it's fine to do it outside, but I don't like picking the bits out when I'm inside because somehow or other they just seem to land on the floor and then I end up getting annoyed by them. However, um, the end result of the knitting is just really nice. It's just stocking eight stitch on a eight millimeter needle. And I think I'm gonna have enough. <laughs> if I don't, you'll know about it next episode. In the last episode, I was talking about the Knitted Tunic for a Woman Ocean Dress by Cotton and Clouds, Kyoko Nakayoshi, and I'm using Jameson's a Shetland Iron Weight in a teal. And I did pick it up. I sorted out the row that I had gone wrong on, and I put in stitch markers. And then I went over and found a new set of stitch markers that are all the same. And I'm going to have them on, put sort of redo the ones I've got. Just so that I can tell exactly where what section is. Because there's extra stitches in the pattern that you purl on. But it's greyed out in the um, pattern. Which is a sort of a chart. And... You only knit them so many rows. Oh, and then washi tape. I needed to find that, which I still haven't found. That's probably why I haven't picked it back up. But you need peace and quiet for that. There's not been a muffle lot of that this week. With Richard being home and we were plumbing in our stove that we got in January. It's been sitting in the kitchen since January when we got it. Um, our old wood stove, and this does the whole of the house. It pretty much had a hole in it and uh, we panicked, went in. Well, we didn't panic, we knew that we had to do it, and we were hoping that we'd get through the winter with it. But over Christmas, we went into the shop, it was William Wilson's Plumber Merchants, and ordered a new stove, it came. But in the meantime, Richard managed to weld or cement or fire something, uh, the hole, so it stopped leaking, and it still worked. But it's... Now, we don't need any heat in the house. <laughs> I don't think we do, actually. I mean, it's July. It's muggy more than anything. And so we were putting it in. He had his pal round, who's a proper plumber, and he sort of did the soldering and just gave him, yes, this is correct, or no, that, or have you tried that? And then we need an extra bit. So I was Super Mario the other day, the plumber. I need to work on my moustache. <laughs> So we still need to prove it. We're not 100% sure if, yeah, boring stuff. Anyway, <laughs> so that's what we were doing with that. And it's been busy. And also, I had been wondering about and thinking quite a lot about doing an Ama sweater by Maddie Harvey. And this is a cropped or short uh, jumper. And you use two yarns and there's a, lace, no it's not lace, it's a wrapped stitch technique yoke and I caught some yarn from the table of requirement to make one for Daisy. So she's sort of in the extra small size that this jumper goes down to and um, it's great because it's the first one in the pattern. 
I was a little bit confused by the first rat stitch line, but I just sent a quick message to Maddie and she said that other people have asked the same question, so she's going to, or she thinks she might rewrite that. I think it would just say, uh, next row is, that's really all it would do, because I wasn't sure if it meant do it there or do it as part of the the actual yoke, but it meant it do it there. And thank you, Maddie. I know that it went beyond and beyond your realms of working because she answered out with business hours and I wasn't expecting a business hour, out with business hour message, but I do appreciate that she got back to me quickly because it meant that I started working on it. So I don't know what yarn it is. I thought it was linen and I thought, well, that'd be quite good for summertime, which is kind of why I've actually cast it on. And it don't think it is. I think it's some kind of acrylic. So thank you to whoever put it there. The main part is a tape yarn and the other one is a shiny purple one. And I, I don't think they're linen. I was intending on getting linen, but I didn't. So there we go. I did pick up linen from the table loan requirement, but um, it wasn't quite enough to make the jumper altogether. And the bits that there was, it was the wrong weight of yarn. Or, well, yeah, yarn, because linen is yarn, not wool. Right, what else? Um, oh, and Katie the koala, the uh, teddy koala from Let's Knit is... Well, I've made two arms, her head and her ears. So I will then make her legs and her body next. And then stuff her all together. But I've been trying to do this when it's I'm cooking. So... Or just before I start cooking or when I'm waiting on stuff when I'm cooking. Not actually when I'm cooking, that's a bit... Because yarn doesn't taste very nice. But um, it's in the kitchen and it sits at the kitchen table and it's just mostly stocking it, a little bit increase or decrease. And it's something that you can pick up and put down quite easily. And it's amazing how much progress you actually get on something that you pick up and put down quite a lot. So that has been this week's craft. I was also, not last night, the night before, at Sarah's house. Hello, Sarah. Hello, Debbie. And hello, Naomi. And hello, Ely. Um, for a craft night at Sarah's house. And I was working on the shrug. Debbie was doing a tapestry. And Naomi was knitting. She said, tell us, but I've forgotten. Bonnie mustard colour. She's made one before. I still can't remember. And oh, I was going to ask her if she'd finished the Stephen West one that she's doing. Ah, can't wait for her to finish that because it's lovely. Um, and Sarah was casting on a shawl. I've not seen Sarah knit in a long time, so it was quite cool. We had a lovely time. Sarah had made some lovely um, bakery things and it was just very nice to go out and spend some time together and that's all it takes is somebody say just come around my house and we'll have craft time doesn't have to be too long just for over a cup of tea and just take along your own stuff because we used to do things that we'd never done before but we've done a lot of stuff now <laughs> so we're needing to find um more things that we've never done before so i hope this episode does not leave you too bereft um, over things um, and 
I hope it finds you all well in this horrible world that we live in sometimes. So let's look for the good this week as we continue to do so. I'm seeing my honeysuckle is blooming, so I must go and stick my nose in it because I personally love the smell of honeysuckle. And also the blue butterflies. It's this fortnight that they are out and about, so they always make me happy. So I'm going to go and take the dog for a walk now whilst it's dry. I got absolutely drenched yesterday. I looked like a drowned rat. It is not a sexy look for me at all. <laughs> Thankfully, I live where I live and there was nobody to see me. So whatever you're doing this week, make it a good one. And I hope you're all well. And here's a nice big hug. Squee! So keep on crafting and toodle pet for now. Now remember to do the wiggle. I don't remember what the wiggle bat is. Have we wiggled? Yeah, we have. <laughs> right, listeners, I'm going to go and clear my throat now. Thank you for listening and keep on crafting. I've said that a few times now.